everybody, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. This is our regular podcast here, created at the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation. Today, I have two special guests returning uh, to the podcast. We're going to kick it, talk about a whole bunch of different things. We call it Free for All Wednesday. We got family programs to talk about. We have our jail programs to talk about. We've got fears to talk about. Um, But we're just going to sit here and kick it. I got two of my favorites right here Uh, Frankie. Uh, Frank, uh, he's our. What is your title? I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm a jack of all trades, master. No, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm a Pamunkey Jail Program Coordinator here at the Mission Foundation, um, and you know, with the times, obviously, we're all picking up slack uh, in in many other areas, um, keeping our doors open um, for the newcomer who's uh, seeking recovery from uh, substance use disorders. Excellent. Yeah. And Harrison Thrift over here. Harrison, who are you, what are you doing, and why are you here in this spot today? Um, (laughs) Well, I'm a participant at McShen. I got done with the intensive program, uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. Um, Came in February 11th, and I'm now living in a sober living house with Nathan. Yes. Glad to be on. So Harrison, what's the T? Oh, yes. (laughs) I recently learned this phrase. (laughs) Apparently it's, what's the gossip? I you know I I don't know I'm not hip. But to I don't I, I yeah I'm not yeah. hip either. Yeah. So. Are you are you hip? Do you know what that is? What's am I the woke? Tea? Are you, yeah, you woke? Me, am I woke? <laughs> yeah. I mean, How's your third eye? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd like to think I am. I, I have kids, you know, but honestly, probably not. <laughs> not at all. But I try to stay up on the. The lingo yeah i've met your son your youngest son you're not up on the lingo definitely not <laughs> he's getting stuff over on me all the time yeah well i have to also introduce our phenomenal yeah. producer over here todd todd you want to say something who are you what are you doing why are you here now I'm here now because I'm producing this podcast, <laughs> and uh, we're a little behind schedule today. So. No, <laughs> we're, we're good. good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, I'm you know I'm taught. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm the jack of all trades, I guess, when it comes to the video end here. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there there's we're something that we need to do, um, and I didn't tell you this beforehand, but we have to do something. The three of us. Okay. So it's Todd's wife's birthday, birthday. today. Yes, it is. So I think we should sell, sing, uh, sing, sing happy sing. birthday to Kelly. Should we do that, Todd? Yeah. Kelly. She's uh, probably not watching right now because she's at work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can. I mean, she will probably look at it later on. All right, so on the count of three, Kelly. One, <laughs> two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kelly. Happy birthday to you. And many more. All right, folks, if you want content like that, just keep putting money in the coffers right there. If you want us to stop singing, just put more money in. We'll stop. Um, More ring. (laughs) So we are calling this Free For All Wednesday, and I kind of like that, you know. Um, in recovery and in life, I found uh, an old boss of mine told me that to be successful in the job that I had at that time, I needed to be flexible and maintain a sense of humor. And I found that to be a really good suggestion for all aspects of my life, including recovery. So today, you know, we had a plan. We thought we were going to go with that. Turns out we didn't have that plan, couldn't make it work. So I said, hey, come over here. Hey, come over here. And boom, we've got these two fantastic guests. I've had a lot of coffee today. Thank you, Harrison, for bringing coffee to me. Yes. Um, But today with that free-for-all mentality, you know, it's helpful to remember that that as we were thinking of topics, you know, Harrison brought up some fears. Um, I wanted to talk about the family night because usually on Wednesdays we do a community meeting. We have our families gather and also our jail programs, which are currently not happening right now so you know Frank's been here doing uh, different duties um, because he can't get into the jails and spread that message of hope so while we're having a little fun right here I know that there's a lot of fear going on I myself was in the car in the truck uh, driving home screaming um, at at some some things you know just at myself um, 
because of things that are going on and and people I know have gone back out to 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 go do some research. So um, with that, uh, I want to talk about jail programs not happening and what's going on in the jails if there's anything going on. Um, so we are one side of uh, the program out there at, at Pamunkey Regional. Um, there's uh, another outfit uh, in there. Um, they uh, work within the jail, so I do believe those guys are, are getting at least one um, session a day. I did receive a couple texts um, and, and from the guys uh, in different pods that, uh, you know, said they missed us, they hope we're doing well, they look forward and can't wait till we get back. So that, that's always uh, um, promising and, and helpful. And, and, um, but, but really what I'm focusing on really now is taking the time of, of the people that we've helped with the reentry process mm -hmm. into society. Um, and, and I actually went um, to an employer that, that just hired uh, somebody from that program out there, Pamunkey, and they're just, you know, so grateful and thankful, uh, such a hard worker. And it, and it really, you know, that's, that's why we do what we do, right? Um, it, in order to, uh, to keep what we have, we have to give it away. And, and that, um, hearing them say, hey, I'm, I'm peep, keeping people that uh, have been longer here on staff off to keep her uh, grounded, keep her busy, and she's great at what she's doing. Thank you, and, and keep them coming. And so, you know, that it, it just goes to show if we can reduce the stigma that that's associated with um, people who were formerly incarcerated. Um, we're all human. We all want our basic needs met. We want to be able to provide for our kids, you know, have health care, um, meet the needs of our families, you know, be productive members of society. And so um, that's that's what I chase, man. And, and so though I'm not in the jails uh, right now, um, my focus is really on on the nine or ten individuals that we have that, that have come out in the past yeah. six months that are thriving and rebuilding their life and that to me is is priceless to, to see that happen yeah and, and for those of you out there who may not know we have um and i know we've talked about this before but we have currently three jail programs and we will have others uh coming soon but the three that we have we have the um rsw which is uh, rappahannock shenandoah and warren county regional jail up in warren county um we have the riverside regional jail program and then we have Pamunkey and Riverside and RSW are both administered through a grant through SAMHSA which is the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration which is a federal program it's a matching grant um, and that provides uh, in pod you know a, facilitation. Work, a facilitation thank you yeah with an authentic peer somebody who's got lived experience who goes into the jails and talks about how they, what they went through and how they got through it and where they are now. Um, and we call that hope. You know, right. they bring that hope. We bring the hope dealers to the facilities. Um, and then Pamunkey, which is its own entity uh, from Pass. separate from the SAMHSA grants, is something we've been doing for a while now that, you know, I know that you've had a huge impact uh, there. And so I know the guys are missing you. The guys and Absolutely. gals uh, are missing us there. Uh, we're working on getting together materials that we can send to them, to, you know, just to keep connected. Because the important thing is to stay connected. I, I remember being in jail, and you know, it was rare that there was a day where there wasn't somebody from McShin there. Um, but those days, once in a while, would happen, and it was, it was low. You know, it was, it, it was scary. Not it's scary, but it was just something to look forward to that wasn't there. Yeah, and um, we actually have someone coming, uh, who's who's. Uh, being released today from Pamunkey Regional Jail, and and so they're coming, um, checking into our um, uh, recovery residence program, and they're uh, I've coordinated with their with their family. He's 21, younger, high risk, you know, uh, um, opiate addict, yeah. and so you know, um, for the next two weeks. He'll probably be, you know, programming as much as possible, but but really just getting stable, connected to um, a Vivitrol provider, right? To get the Vivitrol yeah. shot, take the Naltrexone challenge, 
um, help him uh, have a safe, stable environment to live in and uh, give him the tools and resources to, to you know, he's 21, his mom um, is very scared and nervous and didn't know what to do, but um, by us going into that facility, um, you know, families contact us all the time because they just don't know what to do. And so yeah. that, you know, the, the family piece that this whole epidemic and, and, and crisis has put us in, you know, I think of the family, you know, tonight is family night. Right. Unfortunately, I don't, you know, know how that's gonna look, but, um, you know, there is hope, even if your uh, loved one is still using and active, there's uh, healthy boundaries and things uh, that, that you can implement to give yourself the peace as well. I'm great. I'm grateful that you brought up the, the family piece um, because that is such an important part of our Wednesday programming yes. here at McShin, and it's something that we've had to to put on hold, you know, during this time of, of this healthcare scare. Um, I know, <clears throat> excuse me. I know that we've been taking. We've had several intakes in the last few days. I think two or three just this morning. I've seen emails, um, and I know we've got a couple coming today and in the next couple of days. So we, the, the doors are open. The lights are on. Um, but the family piece. And I, I know that your family, if you, if you, uh, if I, if I don't yeah. want to put too much on you there, but I know your family has participated. I've met um, yeah. your family, mm -hmm. and how do you find how, how important was that to you um, during your you know intensive program? So they attended two family nights. My mom and my sister attended one family night, um, and then my dad and my stepmom, his wife, uh, attended another. Um, so it, I believe it's once a month the participant actually joins the family. So I, I had one such, uh, one of the two, I was in there with my dad and my stepmom. And the other, my, my mom my mom and my sister uh, were separate. And they, they spoke very highly of the experience that they had um, with Moses. Moses was the one leading it. Um, and they said they were exhausted, emotionally <laughs> exhausted at the end. Yeah. Um, but it, um, I think it was valuable to them. And they, ex they expressed as much. And yeah. Uh, certainly, the experience I had being with my dad and my stepmom uh, was very powerful. You know, to openly talk in front of others and with them um, about the progression of my alcoholism and how, you know, sharing some things I hadn't necessarily shared with them. Some, some really, uh, kind of just being more more honest about some of the events that had occurred and some of my thinking and um, some of the, the sickness that goes into that thinking. Yeah. Um, it was it was difficult, it was uncomfortable, uh, but in the end, I think it, it forged a better understanding um, between my family members and I. Well, I think, uh, the, yeah, um, thank you for that and, and for sharing your experience there. I know that uh, we've, we've really put an emphasis on trying to, to to heal the entire family, um, and, you know, which includes the individual participant who's here to recover from the drug abuse, uh, from the substance use, and but the entire family. Uh, some of the things that we offer, um, we do the the Wednesday meeting with our CSAC, our uh, um, certified substance abuse counselor, every Wednesday at 6:45 with the family members of. The participants, and that is offered as a as a free service to anybody who's here. We also have programs such as uh, we have a Naranon meeting here in the building on Mondays, I believe. We have a Grapple meeting on Tuesdays, which is a grief support meeting for individuals and love for for really anybody uh, with grief. And then on on Wednesdays, we also have the Families Anonymous, which is a twelve step program similar, I guess, to Naranon um, and Alanon, which you may be familiar with. But these are programs. For the for the families of the individuals, and then we have what is it Saturday? Saturday so morning. Talk about that. Yeah. So, um, my wife and I, uh, when I went away, um, you know, really, um, there was three things that I that I knew before I went away. <laughs> right. 
um, one that I had to get off of, of methadone. I had to go for, to zero, which I'd been on methadone for about four years. I was at 135 milligrams. And, um, you know, when you tell medical professionals like, oh, well, he says he wants to go to zero, they're like, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna, you know, he'll be lucky if he gets to 50, they said to my wife, but I knew inside my heart I was, um, I was like spiritually disconnected from my creator. And so I knew if I was gonna do this, I had to go to zero. Um, two, that this void, you know, this, this, this wound, this hole that I had, that I felt my entire life from the time I was, you know, a little kid and identified it when I was 16. I didn't know how to get rid of it. I didn't know what I was gonna to do to address it, but I knew um, something wasn't right within me and I had to address that. And, and I did with a clinical professional. And um, three, in order for me to come back home, and now you have to understand, you know, my wife is, is successful, you know, college educated, never a drug addict, never, you know, a substance use problem, anything like that, um, did come from, from, from trauma, you know, but, um, and, and to tell her, to look at her and say, hey, you know, we're both gonna have to change in order for me to come back home. <laughs> it didn't, you know, it didn't, I don't think it sat too well with her, but um, as I was inpatient, um, things started to happen. My, my spirit became awoken and um, and she was working with the, the, the place. And so to fast forward, when we came here, she did, you know, Moses's uh, group and and went down to Families Anonymous and um, kind of like hit a, a point where she was like, you know, everyone's um, approach to this is a, is a little different, but there's, she saw a gap, I guess. And for so her group is, is uh, so far significant, others facing addiction and recovery. And so um, she, she started that up with Moses and um, it's had peaks and, and lows, but I, I think the first week in April, they'll be starting that back up. Um, and, and really, you know, she did change. She, she practiced uh, a craft. Um, it was a model from, from uh, the Maryland Department of Behavioral Health and Human Development for uh, families. And um, when I came here, um, I was referred here uh, from the treatment facility, and um, it, we have both recovered, right? She's recovered from me, from the trauma, uh, from the lack of, of trust, right? She, I broke almost every promise. Every time I said I would stop, I'd last maybe a week or two. And so um, there's a lot of trauma and distrust and um and i'm i'm very blessed because not a lot of marriages can last can i let me like pause that. that for a second because i i, I want to do a shout out to stephanie you are blessed <laughs> i know your wife and she is an amazing woman and she's an incredible hostess um you have a you have a really beautiful family and i'm really glad to hear you talk about that connection uh being corrected fixed you know, and as you guys are going through this together. Because I know your wife. She's pretty freaking awesome. She, um, and honestly, um, not, not, and I love hearing you, cause, and I know she'll love, and, and we love you anyway. You're, <laughs> you're from New Jersey, so how hey, can't we? Yeah. Sorry, but, Harrison, Jersey. But um, <laughs> that's really uh, what spurred me um, to go seek recovery, because I knew I was going to lose the greatest thing I had in my life yeah and, and um, when she left with my son um, you know man it, it it was it was a dark period yeah. and and the pain that I felt and so that's what you know launched me into saying hey you know um, and, and really it's what what I continue to to practice uh, I'm, I'm an NA person uh, 12 steps and this is the first time in my life I, I've consistently and thoroughly uh, done, uh, the, I'm on my 12th step now, I have about 14 months back in recovery, but I, I had built my life and, and destroyed it enough times to know that those steps is, is the magic. And, and by doing that, it allows me to be a better husband, a better father, 
Um, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm from New Jersey, so I have a mouth, and, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to use it. Um, so my character <laughs> defects um, are, are still there, but I'm aware of them. And really, the greatest gift of recovery for me personally is I just don't want to hurt anyone today. Yeah. You know. Thank you for sharing all that. And, and Harrison, um, you know, you're, you're what, a, do you mind sharing your time? When did you get here? How have you done? And, and how connected to your family were you when you were drinking? So I got here on February 11th of this year. Um, I guess it's day 44 mm. for me. Nice. Um, I like multiples of 11. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... My family relationship, I mean, it was, there was never a loss of love or anything like that. Sure. Um, uh, and I remained in contact with them, but I would um, fail to show up for things. Yeah. Uh, my niece's, you know, birthday party or, you know, some mm -hmm. holidays even. Or if I, you know, that Christmas I was around, but I was drinking during that period. And so I only saw them very briefly because drinking took priority. Yeah. Um, as it not only over that but over everything um, and so I missed a lot of time with my family I missed a lot of time with my nieces and my nephew um, time that you know can't be recovered but I can do better moving forward and and making my family a priority how are you um, keeping connected with your family in this time of uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, time of social distancing. Perhaps. There you go. Um, so, my stepmom is is very adamant about you know the sequestering and the quarantine, which is probably a good thing. Um, but it, you know it's tough, you know, because I want to see my dad, especially having some time available to me. It would be nice to catch up on this time. Uh, but one thing we're planning on doing is going on a bike ride together. Okay. Um, and then uh, maybe some other outdoor activities. Um, my mom and I talk pretty much daily on the phone, um, and I might go down there to visit her at some point. Um, you know, taking taking care not to <laughs> bring any any virus along with me. Um, take a mask with you. Yeah, and take a mask. Lysol everything as you walk. Yeah, around. exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, she's in she's in good health. So, uh, but yeah. Speaking of the to the free for all nature of the program, I, I have to do a shout out to Harrison. Harrison got me out on a freaking trail running uh, last <laughs> week, and 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 boy, do I, I I'm so mixed on the feelings because I really really want to be pissed off and angry. You know, got me outside to run, <laughs> and yet I felt so good. So and then of course he hurt himself, so he can't run right now. So great, yeah. you get me all excited. Um, but I like this. See, the, the family that we're, we're lacking right now, the family that I can't connect with because, A, I'm not as, I'm not, my family's not here in Richmond. So I'm not as close physically. Um, I have and can't see them anyway since we're social distancing. And both of my parents would fall within the uh, easily getting sick category. So I wouldn't want to hang out with them. I wouldn't want to see them right now. Um, I'm very grateful that, you know, through this process of recovery and being here at the McShin Foundation that I've created another family. Absolutely. You know, like, like you have family to, at home and yet you're here, you know, and, and I love that about you. You know, you have family close by and then you didn't want to be at home today at our, where, where the house where we live. You know, you wanted to come here and be in this spot. And I love yeah. that about you because that's I want to be here. Absolutely. I want to be in the middle of it, you know, with people who understand that. You know, sometimes I'm going to just feel a little anxious for whatever reason, other than, you know, because it's Tuesday or I guess it's Wednesday today because it's Wednesday. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I get to create a new family, make connections. Well, you know, in, in my alcoholism, and we talked about this last time, but my tendency was to really isolate yeah. and become reclusive. So that's the last thing I want to do right now. I want to be around people, you know, taking precaution in mind and all that. But um it, it's definitely far healthier for me to expose myself to others um, socially as much as I can. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always say the the opposite. Um, the opposite well, my addiction. sponsor, right? Yeah. Uh, opposite of of addiction uh, is connection, and 
um, when this first started last week being rolled out, my my wife, um, you know, she's pretty adamant um, about like all your clothes. They stay out here. You get undressed in the garage. You wash your hands. She just you wants go to in see the you naked in the first time <laughs> you walk in the door. That's what and, <laughs> and and uh, and and so like. Every night we're wiping down the entire house with disinfectant and Clorox, and but she was like getting frustrated, and I don't think she understood that uh, we're in the health care industry almost, right? Like we we do provide um, services, and so you know I had to literally like we went head to head and and had a few arguments over the past Oof. week or so, and. Um, I just turned and I looked at it and I said, you know, I suffer from an illness, you know, that, that I stay in here and, and isolate. That's death to me, you know, yeah. and, and I have no control. I'm, I'm implementing everything the CDC guidelines state, um, you, you know, taking the precautions and, and procedures. And, you know, this is, if I'm, if I am, God forbid, going, like, I want to do it doing what I love to do and, and like you, you stated you know like I want to be here I'm not here because I have to because I have to get a paycheck but like no like this is home and um, and, and you know some people just I guess if you don't suffer from the same illness we have it, it it's kind of like unreasonable right but um, you have to be unreasonable to chase your dreams and to go after and, and all the things that we've been through, the hardship, uh, the resilience that we have, right? We're some of the most resilient people. If anyone's gonna thrive during, I mean, we live in chaos and crisis on a daily basis. I suffer from an invisible illness that wants to kill me on a daily basis. So this is like, this is normal. So I have a question for you, Frank. Um, were there CDC guidelines that I missed that stated that one must cut their hair? Because <laughs> although if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but if you're looking on Facebook Live right now, turn turn your head and show the show the boys and girls out there. Yeah. Uh, the last time Frank was on here, he had about five pounds of hair hanging from his head um, that has now been removed, and and. and I still look at him as if he's a different person, a completely different person. Yeah. And then he talks, so I know he's the same. Um, but is there a CDC guideline I'm missing? Because uh, my hair is getting. No, I'm, I'm actually, here. I'm actually jealous now <laughs> of your hair. Uh, I am, but um, I'm jealous that you don't have any gray in yours. I do. They cut it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I started, you know, probably like four months ago. Um, on, on this like this spiritual path through work and the steps and and really like I know it sounds um, like I'm dodging but I, I'm just trying to see God's will for my life man and and um, and and whatever that looks like I just felt at this point in time where I want to get to and where I want to be the person I want to become um, unfortunately um, I I, I had to make the change, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's it. that was something that, listen, I, I love my hair. Yeah. I've always had long hair. My, my son has long hair. He, he you know, I, before I cut it, I said, Leo, make sure you don't cut your hair. Daddy's doing this because this is what God, I felt God put on my heart to do. But you keep being you and you keep your hair, you know, but working in the field that we work in and, and you know, to like I said, to get to where, um, where I feel God is, is taking me, it was just time to, you know, to, to come into like a, a more professional, we lose 50%, you know, um, right off the bat, people are, are going to stigmatize. And, and I did, you know, there's a lot of research on long hair. Um, <laughs> I, I, I donated, yeah. I've donated, um, like I did 10 years ago, um, for for children's uh, cancer to to make the wig, so um, you know at least I know it, it goes to good use. But uh, it was just, excuse me, it was just time. It was time, huh? You know, it's my my hair. Um, I've always had 
except when I was in my very early 20s, 2021, there was a period where my hair was down to my shoulders, and that was the longest I'd had it until this point. And it's funny because at that time, my brother, sister, and I all had the same haircut. <laughs> it, it was... and. By coincidence, so. Um, but from that point on, I always had short, clean-cut hair, you know. And I stopped cutting my hair um, when I was in jail, when I got clean. And so it's funny because Nathan, as a little, as a clean-cut guy, um, got into things. So I've enjoyed being a little more scruffy. You know, I guess it makes me feel safer. I don't know. It's it, 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 there's, there's a whole there's a whole psychology that I wish I wasn't as involved in. You know, I wish I could just <laughs> just get up in the morning and, and be. But uh, you know, there's, there's certain you know I think about the things that I put on my body as far as clothes. I take a shower and cleanse my. So you know, my hair. It's it's been one of those. Uh, here it is. Why am I letting it grow? It just seems to keep growing. Let's enjoy this. Right. Um, and I, I think. I don't know. I don't know why I do it. Um, I look more and more like my father every day. It's kind of funny mm -hmm. to me. Um, I, I think it's. I, I love. Yeah. I love long hair. Um, you can play with it later if you want. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we do. John, so. if you're listening, I, I gave him permission. Uh, John, <laughs> John, John, by the way, uh, I should shout out to some people who are posting here. Um, Debbie, I'm always glad you're watching. Love you. Hope you're doing well in the new house. We miss you coming in here uh, more often, so we hope to see you soon. Um, Chip, Sarah, and, and John Schenholzer, service work. Service work C, that's what he says. So I think he had a little bit where the thumbs were typing the extra, you know. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, he was, you know, he was typing, and I think the C, you know, was accidental on the end. Oh, oh, he know. misspelled it. He misspelled. Yeah. yeah, he put something there. You, you have to look here, but um. I see we have uh, eight comment. We have nine shares. That's awesome. You know, what I like about what I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this, um, and we're going to continue to to build a a podcast uh, what catalog. What would you say? I, actually, I, had, I did have one thing I wanted to throw in oh, because yeah. at the beginning you were talking about like the things that go on here at Machine like every night of the week, and Tracy actually for Grapple. It has set up a Zoom platform for Ooh. that. So nice. um, anyone that's looking for the family support uh, would have to, you know, try to get a hold of Tracy Galley. Tracy? Grow. Grow. Yeah. So, um, and she actually has that. But they're doing that in a format of a Zoom meeting. And there's some uh, pre-qualification that goes along with that. So not everyone and their brother is just coming into that meeting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're trying to do a little bit of vetting. Um, but anyways, I wanted to bring that up because you had brought up about that being here Tuesday nights. But actually, yeah. with everything going on right now, she's made that on, available on an online platform. So through Zoom. You know, so. I, there have been so many 12-step uh, fellowship meetings through Zoom and other platforms. Uh, they're, they're, and I say 12-step, A-A-N-A-C-A. Uh, there must be some Al-Anon, Nar-Anon, Family Anonymous. I'd, I'd be interested to see what's available. Um, there are people out there, and there are people doing these things, and it's, it, it may take a little bit, but bless you. Um, we can find some research, resources and posts, too, for family. That's probably a great idea. Um, this is just an opportunity to kick back and say, hey, we're, we're still here. You know, we've had, I think we've had two intakes this morning, um, and we have one or two more today. I know we've got a couple wow. planned for later in the week. And, you know, we're, we're still bringing in. In fact, it seems like there's more people coming in the last few days than there has been before all this started happening. And I, I think we're going to see an uptick. Um, uh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, in a time where historically our numbers in recovery go Goes down. down. Um, in a cyclical fashion. Right? Cyclically, every yeah. Year, same time. So yeah. every year around this time, the weather gets nicer. People don't want to, you know, get into right. recovery. Um, people make decisions and and but we're gonna see we're seeing an uptick which is great great which means you know we want to make sure that we have services available services available to everyone at the same level uh, same great level that we normally have um, right now we're having issues with with just struggling to, to, to pay bills uh, we've had to let go of some staff and cut back make some tough choices 
um, simply because the uncertainty of the economy, we want to make sure that we can get as many people here as possible um, while doing the same great stuff that we do. So we've had to sort of shift like everybody else has. Um, but I say that if everyone's watching on Facebook, you can see there's a little bar that says donate some money that goes directly to help a person coming off the street, coming out of jail to f develop a sense of hope. Um, live a life worth living. I want to give a huge shout out to somebody the other day who made a donation, uh, my sister. So thank you, Robin, for making, a, for making a donation. That was very awesome and sweet of you. I, I still haven't talked to you about that. Thank you. Um, but if you can spare anything, if you're watching, if you're listening through the podcast platform, you can go to www.mcshin.org. Um, there's a donate button that's M-C-S-H-I-N dot O-R-G and find the donate button, plug it in, a few bucks here or there. Um, we want to continue to put um, material out. We want to continue to do groups online. We want to continue to do podcasts and help people who can't get to Hatcher, to where we are, um, to stay connected. Like I think like, that's one cool thing. Like these live feeds are, you know, like they're cool, they're generating interest. I look at the analytics often on stuff, so I see there's a, definitely an uptick to the website nice. uh, just from social media uh, alone. But like with the podcast, like I think we're on eight different platforms now. So, and I saw we're in the analytical data. Now we're starting to get some hits from Apple or from iTunes, so, or whatever. Or Apple Podcast, whatever it is. But I mean, so we're starting to get like this message of hope. You know, it's really cool how it started out like just something a little, you know, like we had done this before and then we were hit and miss with it, but like now it's really starting, starting to get some to take off. Yeah. yeah. So adapt, adapt cool. improvise, and overcome, man. Yeah. And, and exactly. that's, we we are in, in survival mode and, and um I I try to really um on a daily basis just um, find you know three or four positive things that I'm thankful for, and and I don't know where I would be today if I wasn't referred here to the McShin Foundation. Yeah, you, you know uh, after treatment. So um, any anything anyone can do. We really are, um, you know, a, a forgotten sect of people. You know, it, it, before this crisis, you know, what was it forty? Virginians a day were dying of opioids, I think, at one point. Um, yeah, something. And, you know, I don't know the exact figure, but the substance use disorder part, um, if if we were able to take a third of the money that, that's going to go to this uh, pandemic, you, you know, we, we're we 50% of the solution, you know, to the uh, opioid crisis and, and substance use disorder. and. It's just a, a frustrating uh, time right now, really. It's yeah, and it's it's frustrating. There's a there's a stigma. Um, there's the the criminal aspect of of this, uh, and I think it's while while it's important to have the services, it's important for me, for Harrison, for Frank, for Todd, um, for all of us who are in recovery to be a positive face and voice of recovery. Um, to, to, to break down those stigmas, to break down those barriers that we continue to do. And I, I'm, I'm encouraged because I see the people posting, you know, friends of ours, um, people I don't know, who are posting on our Facebook page, who are posting elsewhere, who are engaged in recovery, who are not engaged, who are not in recovery, but are loved ones of people in recovery who are understanding and helping to reduce the stigma. Um, I want to also do, since we're talking, I'm sorry, do a huge shout out to Kyler Getz. Mm -hmm. He is our director of marketing, and um, he has been working remotely and working to create a beautiful page. I don't—is it live yet? What's the, that? The McShin page with all the um, links. I, th I think that he has yeah. it created. I don't know if it's done yet because I know that he had sent me a link. Uh, to he's been view. doing, a, yeah. So he's been doing a lot of work, um, and and there will be more. More will be revealed. Um, he's been doing a lot of work on that right now, and I appreciate you, Kyler, because I know that you're. You're at home uh, working, um, Frank. You know I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, you you uh, add to the third floor. Thank uh, you. You know I, I was telling Harrison this morning over coffee that uh, it gets lonely up here sometimes. Um, although Joyce has been around today because we've had intakes. 
we have to get so, Joyce on here yet. So yeah, what's that? That's, so we have to get Joyce on here. Uh, she, uh, Joyce, I know you're not listening, <laughs> but we need you here. I keep saying, come and do this, and you're like, oh, you have an excuse all the time. Oh, one of these days, I'm just going to take it and barge it in your office. Boom. Um, <laughs> but we have a fantastic staff who keep coming, who keep showing up, who keep doing the work, suit up, show up, work, work, work. You know, whether they're showing up here physically at Hatcher or whether they're at home doing doing the hard work yeah. there. I know Kim's at home doing research to help us with grant funding, um, so, um, the Small Business Administration grants uh, and loans. I know I know Honest. He's been working from home dealing with and, the family, and right? As well as teaching. Yeah. You know, teaching my, my wife's in that category, but but a huge shout out to our CEO, mm-hmm. uh, Honesty Liller. Um, her husband has a phenomenal company that he has to keep going and so you know she's working from home uh, you know teaching her son you, you know it, it's a lot man these these this has put uh, we've never been in this situation yeah. before at least not in my lifetime and so um, to see the resilience and still come in and, and be positive and, and have an influence and an impact on people's lives. Um, I, I just can't, you know, even our, our COO, Jesse Wasaki, with his kids, he just, just bought Wasaki. He <laughs> just bought a, a, a new house. I mean, just the, the stress of, yeah. of just natural, right, life. Normal life, yeah. Normal life, and then you add all this on mm. it. So, I mean, we really do have a team that I'm just honored and privileged to be a part of. And, and you, you know, once this happens, I mean, anybody can, this is open 365. Seven days a week. Three sixty six this year. <laughs> it's a leap. And, and I mean, you can come here. Our service. You know, we have groups every day that are open to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is a very unique and special place. And and um, yeah. really, we, we were we were our house was on the market when I was in treatment. Yeah. We were moving back to New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And and the house sold, and we had a house built out in Mechanicsville. And, and actually stayed here because of the recovery community and the McShen Foundation and the connectiveness, the community, the support that this place provides, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, my poor wife, she still travels to D.C. three times a week. God bless her. Huge shout out to her. Does she, does, does she and Carol carpool? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, she. So the federal government, like they, they have um, contracts with like different um, vendors, like Enterprise and, okay. and different things. And so she's in a van pool. Oh, very. Good. So, so she doesn't have to drive. Drive. No, she'll she li- literally the van pool's like yeah. five minutes from our house now. Nice. Um, and but it's still you know two hours. I mean she's yeah. it, it's rough, but you know we will survive this. We will as a community prevail, and um, you know it, it's just great. Uh, I, I think this was like a reset for uh, my higher power to show us like the relationships is what matters, right? Not not your status, not your bank account. And who is your, more resilient and resourceful? Than a person in recovery. Yeah, we uh, uh, cricket. Um, your boss said this. Uh, yes, uh, this morning uh, in our in our stand up meeting, um, just saying that you know, with the the amount of time here, you know, in recovery, you know, the the, the amount of time in active addiction with the people here who are in recovery, that we'll we got stuff out. done. We got shit but. done, and now we now we use it to do good shit. You know, absolutely, and yes. Well, I think it might be worth speaking to some of the value that I've experienced, please, from yeah, Chen and some of the uniqueness that Frank spoke to. So, um, the first on, on February 11th, when I first came in, you know, I needed to get somewhere quick because I was going through. I actually think I had delirium tremens. I was shaking, couldn't type on a keyboard without you know typing uh, a character again and again and again. <laughs> uh, that's how bad it was, and kind of like John right now here. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I knew I needed to get somewhere else. I was going to relieve the the anguish that I was in by taking a drink. And so um, I found McShen. I was actually familiar through my work with McShen. Um, my workplace is an affiliate. And um, called them up, and they got me in there the same day, uh, which was critical for me. Because there's a kind of a window there, I think, where you're willing to you have that energy and motivation to get yourself into rehab and, and same day access. Could have missed it. 
you know so I was thankful for that and then I've been to another rehab program before and it was vastly different and McShin is, is so much better not only in the value that's delivered per dollar I mean mm. McShin does more with less it's <laughs> incredible um, yeah. I paid I think the same amount if not more for the other place and I was only there for I think seven days yeah um, and there you know they provide you your food so there's like a cafeteria things like that but that's not good what McShin is they gave us made us responsible for cooking our own meals for right. getting our own groceries and that was important for me because what happened in my case is I lost all structure lost all discipline I didn't really know how to live how to be a human the empowerment how to be functioning yeah empowerment and requiring that discipline and structure um, and it's just so evident here how much the people actually care because you, you guys, this isn't a money-making endeavor. <laughs> almost the opposite. <laughs> so, and that, that's a really important piece to yeah. people who are seeking help because it has to be genuine. Otherwise, forget about it. And the other places I went to, it wasn't genuine. And you could tell. Um, it, was, it was just about was dollars and cents. Or uh, just a job. But I think it, they were actually for profit. And it really turned me off. And... Um, so I've gotten so much out of this, out of this place, out of the people, and other relationships, and I, I uh, am very grateful and I'm just incredibly impressed with how much McShen does with so little. And um, yeah, it's been a wonderful experience. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I continue to say how glad I am. Grateful that you're here too. I. Um, you know, I, I, I know I ticked off a couple people when I poached you from going to another house and said, no, you're coming to our house. And, and uh, I'm glad that you did that because you've been a, a great yeah. addition to our house. Um, yeah. Make and, it, you know, it's home for me. Yeah, I mean, not only that, too, just like the flexibility that McShen has. I was able to go up to D.C. with you to a leadership training. <laughs> yeah. And we we went and lobbied. We did lobbying not only locally uh, in mm-hmm. the Virginia uh with the Virginia representatives, but we also went up and uh, spoke to offices of the members of Congress and also uh, the senators' offices. And Harrison um, also wrote a a, a a letter to the editor. Well, well, I edited it. Well, you had, yeah. you were an important piece of that because you, yeah. you you helped me articulate my you you edited me, which was fantastic. Yeah. I, that, that's it's a hard thing to do, I would imagine. Um, but you did it, you wrote you took what I wrote and made it perfect. Well, more, 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 more perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I appreciate that because we were, we were the, uh, what were we? Correspondent, correspondent of, the of the day. Yeah, that was pretty freaking awesome. And actually, I think McShen had a big role in getting, uh, what was it, six, six, seven? Yeah, the Senate Bill, Senate Bill six, 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 seven yeah. passed. Yeah, that's a huge deal. And, I mean, and we're impacting law in Virginia. Here. Absolutely, that's that's the magic here. Uh, that is the advocacy piece. Um, hmm. I know for me, uh, Jesse taught the recovery coach certification and I think I was here volunteering for like two or three weeks and after doing that that uh, NADAC certified 16-hour recovery coach class that really launched and prevailed me and allowed me to see a path and a vision uh, in this field and in this career and and, um, and just to hear you you know talk man it, it just brings such joy that you you've you grabbed a hold of something and, and you see it, you value it, and um, and you're actually helping other people, which that's 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 what we're here to do, you, you know, is, is to help. You're uniquely qualified to help and touch someone else's life that no one here on this earth can other than you. And I try to, to send that message and, and speak that um, to the uh, participants in the jail programs, yeah. you know. Like there is hope if 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 a a puddle puddle water using dope addict like myself from Atlantic City can get clean and do this, then you can too. And um and that's that's the advocacy piece I'm I'm almost positive is what launched me in, into this field. And and being in this field and, and stopping my using, getting and Tapping into um, what I've learned through my recovery is that my defects can be morphed into assets. Absolutely. And one thing that I've been learning is how my manipulation skills become 
empathy and, yeah. you know an empathy tool and you know yesterday for instance I, I called up all five of the uh, supervisors the board of, board of supervisors here in Henrico County um, and I actually spoke with one for a little bit and, and I think you were in the room I just kind of blew a little on the poor guy yeah. um, and then when he when I stopped he said well you got that out <laughs> and we both laughed and said yeah it's you know it's important I've had a lot of coffee but like I don't like that stuff doesn't trip me up I'm not nervous about it, about that kind of stuff I also texted back and forth with our um, Commonwealth's attorney yesterday just to check in on her and see you know what what's going on in the office there and, and to say hey look this is what we're doing and I mentioned that we were doing these live groups and I mentioned she said that was awesome right. um, and, and and that's a shout out to Shannon Taylor we love you yes um, definitely pro recovery yes prep definitely pro recovery and Michael uh, Michael Feimel um, you know, I, I hit up Colette, who's the, the, the Commonwealth attorney in Richmond, um, and her husband, Don, is, uh, he is the congressman who represents not Hatcher, but some of our houses uh, just uh, the other side of us. So, you know, we have connections in the community, our policymakers, who are working with us to, to make, to affect positive change. And that's really because of the work that's been done in the 16 years uh, the 16 years prior here, you know, we we've we've been around for a little while now and John has just continued to trudge 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 and and to make inroads and and Successfully create an authentic peer-to-peer -peer recovery movement um, That has been modeled throughout the world Yeah, you know, we have about hundred and thirty some odd beds here in Richmond that are McShin and there are about a thousand beds here in the Richmond metro area yep. that are based on the McShin model, and that's just a testament to the work that's been done over the past 16 years. You know, you and I, Frank, have uh, just get to come in right, right now yeah. and, and, and and to benefit from all that experience and to work. And and Harrison too. You know, you're 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 a participant and. You're also a volunteer, whether you know that or not, because you come in here and you, you've been giving people rides and you've been helping me a lot. You know, you've been doing other things for other people. You know, we build communities. Absolutely. You know, and this model is something that is just, I never thought existed. So until I got here. And uh, with that, uh, Debbie uh, said again here, Debbie, um, she's on our board, Debbie Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum, excuse me. She says, Harrison, thank you for articulating McShin's mission and heart of the organization from a grateful parent and board member. Cool. Nice. Yeah. You're welcome. Debbie's a sweetheart. I don't know if you've met her. Um, she sometimes, oh yeah, she comes in with Marta sometimes to do the crocheting. Mm. Okay. And, Really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, she's, she just moved, so I don't know that she's been coming there. She's farther away now. But they come in uh, once a week usually uh, to do to crochet, and they crochet scarves and mm -hmm. gets the participants involved. And the scarves are then taken and left around Richmond and the metro area uh, for anybody to pick up, and generally for homeless people to pick up and stay warm. And it's a it's another way we start to learn how to get out of ourselves, to get out of our heads, you know? Um, well, I thought I, they had been doing um, the quilts there, too. Quilts yeah. once a month. So I guess that's yeah. the service piece John was talking about, right. service yeah. work. Right. Well, that's, that's what this is. I mean, when I can learn how to get out of myself and be of service to other people, mm -hmm. then I'm a happier person. You know, I can get stuck in the crap that's in my head. I do. I will. I will do that. Right. You know, I, I will easily do that. It's it's a symptom of my disease, my self-centered, insecure, selfish needs. You know, um, but when I can be here, getting out of myself, you know, doing what I can do to help. Yeah. I'm out of my own head. With that, I know that you want to go deliver a message of. Food <laughs> and happy birthday <laughs> yeah. to, to Kelly. Um, yeah, no, I mean we're good. Um, but I think it's a. Should we land this plane? Yeah, yeah. I think we're probably around forty minutes there. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're That's we're good. good. Yeah, so we're good to go. Um, as it is free for all Wednesday. Anything you want to contribute uh, to add to the to the story? Any of the three of you here? Uh, I'll start start with Todd. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to try to... So we've got the availability now to get the phone calls embedded. Okay. So we're going to try to do that. We've got to pick up some headphones. I have the stuff together. So this thing, this platform is growing. Yeah, nice. Uh, so we're going to try and do 
do that avenue. We tried to do the Zoom meeting today, but when I ran the test, it was a little much on the. Uh, That's all right. It was a little too much on the old system here. So, um, but that and you know we're gonna have some more groups rolling out as well for people to watch on you know on Facebook and on YouTube. So I just this has been a busy week for me. So I have not been as available as the prior week. So awesome. But anyway, so those more will things. be revealed. Right. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. The the the, uh, the finding the silver lining in in this lockdown mm-hmm. state that we're in right now. Well, I think the groups are important. I mean, yeah. those were, you know, aside from the fact that the news was here last week and you know, and they kind of showcased it. That had nothing to do with us doing the groups. Right. right. You know, the groups were something we were doing to begin with. You know, that uh, that just got recognized. You know, within the community, but. I mean, it's important. Like, I think I, I haven't had an opportunity to film any this week, and then I'm going to do that tomorrow. But I'm going to try to get some uh, participants around here to help out because it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. You know. So, but I mean, so that that's something that I actually really enjoy doing. Was you know was you know doing the groups because it's it's pretty raw and it's real and it's early recovery and it shows a, an insight into like for me i was there at that point at one time you know i'm not that far from being able to not i could be in that situation again very easily so it keeps me grounded on that sense that's what i'm trying to you know say with it so you know you know today i'm good you know i've got over three years but then to, you know, this afternoon something could go wrong, and I could be very easily in the same mindset as the new. So it keeps me grounded. That's why I really enjoy doing filming the group part of it. Yeah, so. nice gratitude and service. Yeah, yeah. Harrison, any any last thoughts? Any shout outs? Any? Uh... Um, just a, another couple things that I I should have mentioned about what I think makes McShane unique is the Run Club, <laughs> right? Which yes. I love. Um, and then also we get a gym membership. Mm-hmm. As part of the part of the program, so those things are are crucial for me personally. Exercise. So well, you really know, appreciate that. You know that not every home has a private chef living in the house too, right? <laughs> yes, we do have that as well. We lucked out. <laughs> that, that's a, just an added benefit that we yeah. have. Uh, one of our participants that we live with uh, likes to cook every yeah. night and and does. We get yeah. to eat. We had awesome. that pork tenderloin last night. That was oh, good. it was good. Mm. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Harrison, for being a part of yeah. the show today. The I'm last grateful minute. to be here. Yeah, Frankie, how yeah, you doing? Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, to to piggyback off of Todd, yeah, like what I did yesterday for my recovery will not sustain me through today, mm. and so to me, that's that's the greatest thing of having Todd, and and you're brilliant at, at doing this, and and any way I can contribute. Um, I, I'm all for it because um, I, I know what the other side of recovery is. I'm, I'm kind of was an expert in it. Mm-hmm. And um, the life that I have today, you know, a, a year ago, the best life I could imagine in, in my mind, it, it's better than that. And so, you know, if you're early in recovery and you go to meetings or, or whatever, find a sponsor. You, you know, work the steps. Um, I, I come from a long line of, of like um, service work. My sponsorship family's huge on going into jails and carrying a message. And, um, you know, very early on, I, I was given a GSR position in the 12 step program I work. Um, you know, finding my purpose in life through my recovery um, has been the greatest gift. You know, my son, the preventative measure in my household is me being there, being a father in recovery, right? right. You know, waking up, taking him to school, saying his prayers with him, reading books, doing homework, you know, having dinner with him at the night, showing him how a, a man treats a woman, right? Because we, we, we learn by what we come up with, you know, and, and how we, we've grown up. And so um, it's it just... It's just a great life, and, and you know I urge anyone to, to just the greatest thing that you can ever have in your life is peace and serenity, you know. And um, and, and I just implore anyone if you need help, we're here. Mm. Thank you. And and uh, something you said about 
you know, well, to paraphrase something you said, um, I've heard that the the shower I take today to get clean <laughs> does not keep me clean tomorrow. That's right. And that means to me that you know the things I do, you know, I'm, to take a shower, you know, that I have to do on a daily basis. I have to maintain my spiritual condition, my connection Absolutely. to my, to the recovery community, um, and I have to be grateful. I have to be of service. Um, these are things I have to do for my, my thing. And what I like about that, too, is that some days, you know, are heavier shower days than other. You know, some days, <laughs> some days I've been out in the mud all day. Some days I've been sitting on my ass watching TV. So, you know, the shower can be a little different. So yeah. some days I want to do a facial scrub, you know, with the apricot and the, this and that. And some days I wash my hair. So <laughs> I, took that, I took that metaphor way too far. Um, I want to thank again uh, my two very special guests. Um, thank you. Harrison thank, and, and Frankie. Oh, thanks. Um, I want to thank fantastic producer Todd. over there, Mr. Todd. Yes. Yes. Huge happy birthday again to Kelly. Woohoo! Thank you for letting us have her, him today. And uh, shout out to Kyler, um, who I know is going to be doing work on this. And I, I always forget that he's doing this stuff too. Um, since I don't get to see him, and I'm sorry about that, Kyler, because I, I know how much of a contribution you make around here. Um, thank you to all the guys and gals I work with. Um, you guys who come and, 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 and do the, the guys and gals I work with, the guys and gals who come and volunteer, uh, do service work here, I, I uh, am encouraged every single day. I was downstairs. A volunteer showed up to do her group today. I didn't expect her to show up because she's got family and kids at home. Right. You know, an intern showed up yesterday who I never would have expected to show up, and there he was answering the phones for us. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see what's going on here. And so thank you to all of you guys. Thank you guys. If you can do anything, put a little money in the kitty. Um, we love you all. And uh, this is, again, Nathan uh, Mitchell. I'm the Community Outreach and Advocacy Coordinator with the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation. And I'm saying thank you for getting thank in the you. herd today. So with that, boom, thank you.